Hey everybody, welcome to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with your host, licensed Christian counselors, Dr. Kim and Naomi. Each episode, you will hear the truth of the Word of God in a relaxed, real, and authentic conversation that help you navigate the issues in life and help you stay in the lane God has for you. So grab your coffee and listen to Uncomplicated Truth Talk with Dr. Kim and Naomi. Hey, welcome everyone. Here we are. 100th episode. Oh my gosh. Can you believe this? No, 100. I, no. I can't believe it either. Because I think we walked into it not even knowing what it would turn out to be. You know, no. like just not no expectations. Right. We were just, this is what God wants us to do. We'll see where it goes. And right. 100 episodes later, we're still Here doing we are. this. And he is still so faithful. I know. And I love that so much because we were wondering what we were going to do. Correct. For the 100th. And I really wasn't like, um, well, I wasn't worried about it, were you? No, not really. I mean. I mean, if anyone should have been worried, it'd be you because you were going to be on the mic. I made that clear. Well. <laughs> True. But someone saved you. Look Not at this. only God, but That's someone right. else just kind of just took over fell right into that spot. Yeah. And so it's our friend. Yes. This is Cindy Schmidt. Yes. Hi. Hi. <laughs> You're not nervous, are you? Oh, I'm so nervous. You really? are? I've no, never no, been on a podcast. Really? <laughs> yeah. It'll be fine. Listen, you're going to be on Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Yeah, yes. we're, we're just going full force here. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've just, we're thrown into it. Yeah, right? so yeah. we just throw other people this into it. This is so, it. like, not in our character either. No, we don't do this for a living. Nope. Yeah. We just we always say we're unprofessional podcasters. Yeah, so see, you're you're fine. Hey, you're that's fine. Fine. and you know what? You're really the only one who has seen seen <laughs> with your own eyes behind the scenes our un unprofessional podcast equipment. Correct. Pretty simple. <laughs> yes. I like simple. Yeah, yeah that's great. Yeah. Yes. So um, yes, God is faithful because mm-hmm. again, I wasn't worried about it, but I wasn't really promoting it and keep asking anyone. Like right, we asked a few people, and for some reason, people they get shy to speak into a microphone. And which that's different, though, isn't it? It is different, yeah. but I mean, listen, nobody can see your face, so what's the big deal? Right. That's what I say. <laughs> right. <laughs> Probably because though. They know that we're not going to edit. <laughs> we're no, not, we're, we're not, not going to listen to it before it's published. And maybe nope. that kind of shied some people away. I can see that. <laughs> oh, <I> no. <laughs> Are you just now discovering that now? Well, no. Okay. But, like, I'm here. Yeah. So, yeah. And I yeah. know I'm here for a reason. So. Absolutely. Yes. And I really yeah. do mean that. It's a divine appointment. Because it is. Um, it really was at the 11th hour. Mm-hmm. And so. Um, God provided. God provided. For sure. I don't know why we didn't think of Cindy to begin with. I don't know. Because this is such a great testimony she's going to give. And to be honest, it's all in God's timing. Because I just saw you this week. Yeah. Yeah. So literally, we are meaning that it was the 11th hour that someone stepped up to say, yeah, I'll I'll give my testimony. Right. I think it's cool. Yeah. So should we um, talk about how we got to meet Cindy? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh. <laughs> okay. Well, um, let me just confirm this with Cindy. Has it been a year or is it two years? It's been two years. Okay. 
So two years ago, Cindy and uh, her fiance, Easton, had come to me for premarital counseling. And it was interesting because um, Naomi sat in on those um, sessions that we had. And again, and we said this before the podcast, that um, Naomi was sitting in on that session because of the marriage assessment tool that we were using, Symbis, because she hadn't used it before. And um, so she was just basically, you know, just watching the whole and listening to the whole um, session. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we had, um, we f- we finished, didn't we? I'm trying to recollect. I don't know. Or did we not? I think we finished, if I remember right, we finished around like June. And I remember you specifically telling Easton that he needed to be counseled one-on-one. Yeah, yeah. And I remember having that battle with him for that month leading up, like, you need to get into counseling, we'll figure right. it out. Yeah. Um, you know, that never happened. But. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you guys, you were supposed to be married that October then? Uh, September. Okay. What was it? The 27th? Okay. Yeah, September 27th. Which, again, this is so incredible that, you know, here we are, we're doing the 100th episode, and it's September. Mm-hmm. So this is definitely meant to be. Yes, for yeah. sure. So, um, okay, so then um, we do the premarital counseling, and you guys are planning for the wedding. Um, why don't you take it from there? Um, I really don't know where to start. So I just know that, like, the counseling, the premarital counseling kind of opened up a whole, a whole bunch of stuff that I didn't even know. With Easton? With Easton. Okay. With Easton, like, especially, um, like, stuff in his family, things that he was going through, um, just, just everything in general, which is why it, it kind of sits on my heart so much to have people go to counseling and be counseled, Mm -hmm. um, but leading up to to what happened, I, you could just you could just like see that cloud of darkness and everything. And I think it took effect too that like he couldn't go to church because of the pandemic oh, going on. Yeah, so true. So I think that didn't help matters. Yeah, not at all. Because, I mean, you could go online, that's great to watch in person, but you don't get that full effect right. of going and feeling the power mm-hmm. of Jesus and all that stuff. So I think that that played a factor in it, too. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Should I just dive deep into this? Yeah. Should I just go ahead yeah, first? Like, okay. Tell us who, who Easton was to you and what yeah. his faith looked like and how that okay. influenced you. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, Easton was my fiance. He was my son's, I'm going to call him my son's father. Granted, it wasn't his blood or anything like that. But when I was, I think I was eight months pregnant, he came back into my life and Mm. decided to take all responsibility Mm -hmm. without me even asking. Mm. Um, He was 
a very religious man, very religious. Um, I grew up in a church setting, whatever, but I wasn't deep into the word. I didn't really know much about it, but mm. he, he did. He was strong in the faith. He was strong in his faith. Wow. So strong. He was automatically, you want to go to church with me and my mom? Mm. I want to show you where I was baptized. Let oh. me show you around my church. Yeah. Uh, stuff like that. Like he. Did, did you guys end up going to his church? Mm-hmm. You did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He. <laughs> when he showed me around, you could just see his face light up. Really. Like how excited he was to show Aww. to show that off. Wow. That is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That just that does show the importance of a church family community. Mm-hmm. It felt yeah. like home to him, huh? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Now, did his uh, did any of his family go to that church too, or um, from what I rem- from what I know of, his mom and his grandma would okay. go. So that's how he got into that church. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then, um, you guys are planning the wedding at this point, or yeah. So okay. I mean, I was planning the wedding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think Typical. that's just like a woman's well, role. Yeah, right. You you plan the wedding. Because I would ask, well, what do you want? Oh, I don't care. It's whatever you want. Uh-huh. As long as you're happy. Type yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Which is, I mean, great. But, like, I want you to be happy, too. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, yeah. So, we were planning the wedding. We were uh, working extra hard to get extra money to pay for the wedding. Because weddings are expensive. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so many different events coming up. Like, birthdays and probably holidays coming mm-hmm. up holidays of other types yeah like just everything mm-hmm. so I think things just piled up on each yeah you know they just kind of stacked on top all of the events that you guys were gonna have to be involved in and mm-hmm. yeah 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 um. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> where so I'm I th- at in my story. I think, I think um, and then your mother actually introduced or um, uh, talked to you guys about doing premarital counseling before the wedding. Yeah. And then, um, like you said, we can maybe pick up from there. It was mm-hmm. going well, but then it kind of opened up some opened stuff. Opened up some wounds maybe that were hidden yeah. in Easton. And yeah, you didn't know, so. you didn't know about some of the the hard stuff maybe he was dealing with? No, mm. no, like I, d- I didn't know how deep it was. Mm. Like he would just skim the top of it for me and just yeah. tell me a little bit about it, but it wasn't that deep mm-hmm. that I knew of. Mm-hmm. Um, and why wouldn't he go for individual counseling, what was the reason? I think his main reasoning was he didn't want to spend the money mm-hmm. for it. Well, I can see with a wedding going on and, and like all the said, activities. Planning, yeah. He kind of put himself on the back burner, it seems mm. like. Yeah. Okay. And wow. even though, I mean, it wasn't just me, it was other people in his family. Like, you need to see a counselor. Like, you need to. So other they, people saw yeah, kind of the say. darkness that he was covered in mm. so so then um take us to let's say after um after we finished the premarital counseling what was going on in your lives and what was happening 
Um, let's see. He was working. He was working a lot. I was working a lot. Uh, he started picking up shifts like every Saturday. Oh, yeah. So he was a construction worker. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and he was pretty much the head guy on the site. I wouldn't yeah. call it a foreman because right. it was that, but he was picking up the slack of uh -huh. other people and making sure things got got done. Um, but he started working Saturdays. There was people that would like knock him down a little bit when he was working. Mm. It's a hard him. industry to be in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's uh, sometimes heard. not so many nice <laughs> people in it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or they think that um, they're just joking around with you or yeah. something like that. But even just a small joke like that could lead yeah to hurt yeah. inside because right. some people just don't know that you're joking right it's and plus if he already had some some wounds in in him mm -hmm. i mean just the smallest kind of um unhealed hurt yeah you know, yeah just things can trigger it or just mountain on top of it if you're already festering in that yeah hurt. for sure mm -hmm. you know any any other little thing it's just more of a dagger and plus i mean just in that in that industry you know mainly male they're not gonna care about somebody's feelings no, no. you know what i mean or what they're going through rough rough yeah. crowd yeah. yeah for sure <laughs> it is yeah it really is so did you see any um warning signs leading up to the turning point in your life i think now that i look back on it i do but at the time i had so much going on that what were I some of the things that you saw in easton um he started getting really tired like when he got home, he wanted to immediately go to bed. Mm. Or he would lock himself in his gaming room mm. and just want to play Escape. his video games all night long. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, drinking became a problem. Yeah. I wouldn't, I mean, it wasn't that big of a problem, but you could see, okay, it wasn't just one beer. It was like yeah. three to five. Uh -huh. It was more than normal. Sure. Um, he would always start saying, like, I need, to, I need to do stuff for myself. Like, I need to go out and just have a day to myself or go fishing or, or do all that. Um, which I tried to be like, you know, you don't have to watch our son tonight. Yeah. Like, let's see if someone else can. Just, yeah. like, small little things like that, um, that that you could see. Or his... Um, the way that he would just respond back to you. If I would say something, he would just, it's oh, one of those, and then just kind of like turn away and walk off. Really? Yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> that that breathing upset me. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, why are you doing that? Yeah, right. Yeah. So. Hmm. Right. But, but amidst all that, you had no idea of the depth of his pain. Yeah, that he was I carrying. had no idea. Okay. I had no idea till after. So then take us to that day. Mm -hmm. um, so that day, I remember it was a Saturday. We both were working. I was at the salon. He was at the construction site that he was on. And he texted me, and he was just like, I, I just can't 
be here like be at, at work and I said okay well then pack your stuff up go home mm-hmm. like you signed up for a shift you you don't have to be there right like it's voluntary I guess yeah um mm-hmm. and I told my boss that my brother was in town because he was that I needed off early so we could go visit him yeah um so Easton got off work early he went home he mowed the lawn he was pulling weeds out of the garden um so he got home before me and then I got home and I remember watching him while he was pulling the weeds out of the garden and I ran over the um it was a plastic thing that goes under the water spout the water spout yeah Yeah. like pushes the water out I ran over that dang thing (laughs) and I could hear it crunch and he looked at me and I was like (laughs) uh oh (laughs) and so I just parked my car and I got out and I was like oh what are you doing and he's like oh I'm pulling the weeds aren't you proud of me and I was like well aren't you just supposed to do that and I think that kind of ticked him off a little bit of like you're not proud of me Mm. um so I remember that happening, and then we went upstairs. He showered, was getting ready so we could go over to my dad's house, visit mm-hmm. my brother and everything. Um, and he was saying, I read, he said, I read a news article today saying that, um, I think it's Sertraline, which is Zoloft, which mm-hmm. is an de- antidepressant. He said they're, they're having a shortage on that. And the only thing I could say to that was, oh, well, that kind of sucks. Mm-hmm. Like, Was he on that medication? He wasn't on anything. Oh, okay. um, in his past, he was. Mm-hmm. That's what he took. Mm-hmm. So, Or do you think he was making a notation that so many people need that and there's a shortage? I don't, sure. I don't know. Huh. Or if it was something of, Trying I to need give that. A warning yeah. sign. Almost yeah. like a warning. That's what I like, need. Yeah. Maybe yeah. I need to go on something because I'm not doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> that was another thing of looking back on is why did I say, oh, that sucks? Like, why did, why? You didn't yeah. know. Yeah, you I didn't. didn't. Know. I didn't. But this is all the whole, yeah. the aftermath of. Sure. Yeah. I could have done something type thing. Um, but also not growing up in an environment of, hey, these are the signs that yeah. you need to look out for. Yeah. Um, so after he showered, got dressed and everything, we got in the car and we started driving to my dad's house. Well, he was telling me about his day and how hard it was. Right. Um, again, some guy on the job site was telling him he framed a door wrong and oh gosh, and I was just telling him, you're how old was he at the time? I think he was nope, he just turned twenty six mm-hmm. um, I was telling him at the time what twenty six year old is the head guy on a construction that's site? right that's right. that's unheard of, yeah. Mm-hmm. So why are you letting this guy bother you? Tell you that you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it calmed him down a little bit. I also asked him to. I said, "Please don't drink tonight." Mm. I don't know why I said that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, "You're so angry. Mm-hmm. Don't drink tonight." Right. 
Um, so then we got to my dad's house and they had food, everyone was in the pool, my son was there already. So um, we got our food. My dad asked him, hey, you want a drink? And I said, I asked him not to drink tonight. Mm. And my dad just like, it's fine, he can have a drink. Mm. Oh gosh. Um, so then, okay, we're there for hours. I think we got there around like one o'clock. We didn't leave till about 11 something. But we're there for hours. He's drinking, he's happy. You can see the joy on his face. Mm -hmm. um, I went inside, took a nap with my son. Cause that, that's a long day. That's a long yeah. day. That is a very long day. And yeah. he's still outside, you know, doing his thing hanging out with the family, having sure. a good time. Um, I think they were planning his bachelor party. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know, my dad was like, we could do all these things. Um, but it comes to like 11 o'clock at night and I'm like, can we, can we go home? Like, I'm ready to go home. Um, I don't really remember what was said at that point but we eventually got in the car and started driving home. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> on the highway, on the way back home, like we broke out in a fight over why haven't you gone to counseling yet? And we talked about finances and I was telling him how I was working harder so that we can pay for the wedding. Um, I don't remember what else was mentioned, but those two things I remember clearly. Those are pretty, pretty big topics to be talking about. Yeah, yeah, and you could just see the how the joy on his face just turned to complete anger. Like I mm. have never seen him like that. Mm. And I was like, I'm just gonna be quiet at this mm. point. And yeah, we can talk about this later. So mm. the rest of the ride home was was silent. Sure. And his face, you could still see, was just... He wasn't happy. Just anger. Mm -hmm. um, and it probably doesn't help that he was drinking right. for a very long time. Absolutely. Right. But, so we get home, we check the mail, we see that we had um, RSVPs in the mail, some of them saying, oh, I can't attend, another one that had songs a song request written all over it. Like Aww. I'm talking 20 something different songs on really? this little postcard. That's yeah. unusual. That I was is. like, they they, somebody <laughs> wanted you to play their favorite songs. Yeah, wow. yeah, I was like, okay. Yes. <laughs> and I remember him getting upset at the fact that certain people weren't coming to the wedding. Aww. And I said, you know what? It's okay. That's cheaper on us. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. It is Less okay. Less people to feed. Yeah, for oh, real. Less <laughs> yeah. people to feed. More food for us. Mm -hmm. um, so we get home. He takes the dog outside. I take Aaron upstairs so I can get him dressed and get him ready for bed. Mm -hmm. Easton and the dog come upstairs. And we're talking in Aaron's room of, he said, Aaron, you gonna cuddle mommy tonight? And I, I was like, when does he ever sleep in our bed? But sure, like, right, great. Mm -hmm. So I think that was a sign too of, Aaron, are you gonna cuddle mommy tonight? Mm. And so he locked, he put the dog in the kennel, 
and by the time we were in our room and Aaron was still up and I said do you do you want to put Aaron to bed or anything like that and right he hugged Aaron told him good night mm. while we were still in our room and I was getting ready for bed I was mm. like oh that's that's a little okay um, while I was getting ready, he came up behind me and hugged me, and he said, I love you. And I just shrugged it off because, I mean, I was still kind of upset about sure. the argument. And I'm getting ready for bed. Why are you touching me? Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so he walked out of the room. I didn't know what he was doing. Mm. And I had this odd feeling of, what in the world? So I walked after him. Well, I'm walking downstairs onto the main level, and I hear this, like, weird thud sound. Hmm. So I'm like, okay, why are you in the garage? So I look in the garage. It's complete dark. And hmm. I turn the light on. No one's in there. And then I turn around, and I look into the, um, the back door, and I see that the curtains are wide open which I never leave them wide open, mm. and he didn't either. And I looked at the lock, and I saw it was unlocked, and my heart just just dropped. It panicked. I mm. didn't I didn't know what was going on. Right. So I'm like, this is this is not good. Like, you could just have that, mm -hmm. that feeling. That Are you yelling for him? Like, did you think that maybe somebody else was in the house, or what were you no. thinking? No, no. Um, at that time, I was like, I have to find him. Mm. Like, where is he? Yeah. Like, this is out of the norm. Like, you don't just wander off. Yeah. Like, you're normally the first in bed, ready for bed. Yeah. Already asleep or something. Right. So I'm just like... It's out of routine. Yeah. I didn't mm. know what was going on. I was freaking out inside. Um, mm. I think that was my... Seeing that lock on the door unlocked was that biggest fear for me of like, what in the world just happened? Oh, wow. Um, so, I mean, I had my son with me. I open up the door and I just see him laying in the backyard. Oh. And that was the moment of, oh no. Oh. So, um, I mean, Mm. Do I go all deep into this? You, wherever, you wherever, you wherever you want. Wherever you uh, okay. wherever you feel like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ran out into the backyard. I put my son down, ran out there, and I grabbed him. And I was like, hello, are you there? <laughs> like, wake up. And no response. Mm. And in that moment, my world just kind of kind of shattered mm. into many pieces. I'm like, this isn't real. This isn't happening to me. Um, I looked in the backyard for um, the gun that he had. Mm. Couldn't find it. Mm. And I'm like, did something else happen? Mm. So I run inside. I call 911. The guy on the phone, he was like, can you see if he's breathing? What? Yeah. <laughs> like he's, I already checked, he's not breathing. Well, he asked me again, please go out there and check. Mm. And I'm like, I have my two-year-old son with yeah. me. I don't want him to see that. Yeah. Um, 
so I put Aaron on the couch. I said, you stay right here. I went out there and I said, yep, not breathing. Like, mm. please send someone. Mm. Like, that's all I'm asking. Just send someone. Mm-hmm. Um, he stayed on the phone with me. He's like, do you want to call? Do you want me to call your mom? Anyone? I was like, just, right. just call whoever. Yeah. Um, so I, I picked up my son. I ran next door to drop him off at the neighbors. Yeah. Neighbors weren't home. It was a babysitter like mm. house sitting dog sitting oh yeah I felt so bad for the girl I was like I'm so sorry at this point I had um this is gonna get graphic I'm sorry but I had his blood all over my hands oh gosh Cindy. all over my shirt my son had some of it on him oh. from me picking him up and I'm mm. just like just <laughs> take my son please I'll be back and this is mm. this is like 11 30 midnight Wow. This is all happening. Mm. So I'm surprised this girl was still up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that that night was a very, very terrible night. No kidding. I, I didn't sleep mm-hmm. at all. I didn't want to be in my house. Right. I went to my mom's house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I had the, the organ donation place call me super early in the morning. Wow. I didn't, I was like, how am I functioning right now? Yeah. It's right. um, a lot to take in. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Did Easton, did he leave you a note of any sort? No. No. No notes, um, nothing. Wow. So I personally think if he wasn't drinking, he wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Because I think that was like liquid courage at that point. Sure. Yes. Yeah, um, that's a good point. Liquid courage for sure. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Like, you you weren't all there. Yeah. Right. So. Not able to think as clearly as if, if he hadn't been drinking. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I know I know that ate at my dad for the longest time of me oh, telling wow. him, like, mm. I don't. Yeah. I right. didn't want him to drink. Dad. Yeah. And my dad didn't know. Sure. He didn't know at all. He He was so heartbroken like that was they were pretty close they were they they were really close yeah like I'm a daddy's girl but my dad never he doesn't text me every day yeah (laughs) but he would text Easton every day is that right all the time they were best friends that was like his other son this is life-changing not just for for you but it was for everyone everyone yeah for sure so then tell us about like the days after that what what yeah because you've mentioned like being in a dark place so explain to people what what that did so for you right in particular for me personally i just felt like a whole a whole bomb went off Mm. like all of his struggles went immediately on me Mm. oh wow um it i wasn't eating Mm. at all I think I was a good two months of barely eating I lost 20 pounds just Mm. surviving just surviving I think I mean at dinner time I would maybe eat like a cracker like a piece of bread and Mm. then I'm like I'm sick I'm I wasn't sleeping Mm. um I didn't go to work for two months wow 
for that. Like I was, mm -hmm. I couldn't do it. Mm -hmm. And it eventually got to the point of you have to, you have to work because you have to pay for daycare. You have to pay for your son's stuff. Um, I had to get the house cleaned out because my mm. name wasn't on the house. We had to sell it. Mm. Um, what what else? What did this dark time feel like so people can understand? Um, um, I think it felt more of like rejection. Like mm. how, how could someone love you so much and leave you? Yeah. How could you be promised that, like, given a ring of we're going to get married, we're going to have a happy life, yeah. all this stuff, and then out of nowhere, it's just, it's gone. Yeah. Um, I felt betrayed, mm. especially with um, with the Lord. Mm. That, that was a big thing, too. I was like, how and why would you let that happen to me? Right. Especially someone that loved you so much mm -hmm. and you, you just took them mm. like that. Um, I bet you that was a struggle for you. Yeah. To really deal with the fact that here Easton, he just loved the Lord so much. And you were, is it okay to say you were newer in your walk with the Lord? I think I, I wasn't even in my walk with the Lord at that time. I mean, okay. I, I went to church. Sure. But it's not like I understood what was going on. Yeah. You almost, didn't have that relationship. Yeah. Almost yeah. right. Like you believed in Jesus. Mm -hmm. You believed that he died on the cross. Right. And he rose again. But that's as far as it kind of went. Pretty the, much. The faith wasn't there. Yeah. Yeah. The firm faith of trust mm -hmm. in, in Christ, yeah. which is why... We really stress in that episode that belief and faith is different. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. and, that, and you have to have both. Yeah, you it, do. It is a whole different thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I understand that now. Yeah. Um, but at the time, it was one of those, like, okay, I grew up in the church, so you go every Sunday, or you try to make it there, yeah. or you raise your family in the church. Kind of a check, uh, check in the box off type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because you're going, you're saved. Just, mm -hmm. just so when like did when at what point after all of this after the whole tragic thing that happened here when did you when did you start getting out of this dark place yeah how did God pull you through that yeah um so I've had I've had friends through the church that was like hey come back like come join us like you really need this mm -hmm. and so I would go back and then I would get really bad anxiety going back to church going back to church like mm. to the point like I was shaking oh, the wow. whole time or like picking up my nails or not really paying attention and I'm like okay it's only an hour it's only an hour like after this hour then you can go you don't mm. have to come back um so I tried multiple times to go back. Was it because that's where you and Easton went or what? Um, yeah, that was a church Easton and I went. Okay. But I went to that church before okay. he came into my life. Too. I gotcha. Um, but I, I don't. I don't really know why. Yeah. <laughs> why I was getting those attacks yeah. fully. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> 
But I remember about a year and a half into him passing, I was feeling so dark. It, it was just a dark space. It wasn't yeah. to the point where I wanted to like, like die. Mm-hmm. I could just tell that like if I didn't get out of this place, it was just gonna, it was gonna Spiral be spiral even worse. Yeah. So everything possible was going wrong. Um, I I just didn't know how to get out. Mm-hmm. And I remember having sitting down with Naomi and her telling her story mm-hmm. to both me and my family. Yeah. So I, I dug through my emails mm. and I was like, where is Naomi's email? Where is her email? And I messaged her and I was like, I need help. Mm. <laughs> I am in a dark place. I need to get out. Like yeah. I need help. <laughs> yeah. So. And that's a hard thing sometimes to ask for that help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I think at that point I just needed to talk to someone that yeah. wasn't my family. Yeah, but had the experience of suicide in their family. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. That's what I needed the most was yeah. someone who understood. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that could help me heal from it. Yeah. So, um, so I got an appointment set up with Naomi, and she was talking about like. Have you been going to church? Do you, yeah. What are you doing? And she gave me some some great things like you need to get the U verse, try to go back. Yeah. Um, she even told me that the anxiety is the devil's work. Yeah. And that that stuck with me mm. to the mm-hmm. whole. If I'm having an anxiety attack, that's I just need to push that away, pray, and mm-hmm. like that's. It's that not doesn't for me. come from God, right? Yeah. Yeah, like there's probably, a, there's yeah. a reason. Yeah. He was keeping you out of the church, and mm-hmm. that's yeah. what he used. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't want you to grow any closer to the Lord through this whole tragic event. He needed you to be in a dark place as well. Yeah, because for a year and a half, I I was like, I'm not going. Mm. There's no. Yeah. What What is he gonna do for me? Right. That, that's that so understandable too Cindy yeah. yeah for sure and a lot of people just hit me they need to recognize that we don't know usually the depths of how evil the enemy is mm-hmm. that when you're mm-hmm. down in a dark place he's, he's literally kicking in. you yeah right? mm-hmm. so you might think well it's just me and my own emotions and I just don't feel like it or yeah um, this is just me you know grieving but when you know that's what you should do, mm-hmm. um, that's where he's gonna hit you the most. Is, yeah. is what, what you should do. He's gonna he's gonna kick you even farther and give you spirit of anxiety and this fear mm-hmm. to keep you out of there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was um, yeah, that was pretty big for me. It was that first initial initial step, and even they only said like. You have to have quiet time with him. You have to learn. And I might have not been doing it right. Because uh-huh. <laughs> I started out with, um, oh, when I'm about to take a shower in the morning, I'm just going to turn on my U-verse. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to listen to the, the verse of the day. And that's going to be it. <laughs> but that's okay. Yeah. You at least started. I started. Yeah. I started. And then I bought a Bible and I bought a journal. And I was like, okay. 
That's the next step. I have mm -hmm. it, and um, I might have not been at the time getting into it deep enough. Mm -hmm. But now, now throughout my journey from maybe a couple weeks before Easter, when it happened, till now, I am at church every single Sunday. Mm. I'm in a small group. Oh. I'm in the process of starting my own small group. Yes. Oh, that's great. Um, as I started counseling with Naomi, I was finishing up my 501c3 paperwork for my nonprofit. Because mm -hmm. I always knew that I needed to do something. In remembrance of Easton? In remembrance of Easton and then helping others. Yeah. Especially men. Mm. The men's um, mental health. It's, I, I hear about it so often. Yeah. yeah. And they don't do anything about it. Yeah. Because I think our society tells our men that they need to toughen up and mm -hmm. yeah. take care of your stuff yourself. You don't need to talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. and. Um, it's just, I mean, to me, I believe that's from the enemy because if they could just go get some help. Mm -hmm. Just talking. Just yeah. to get, just to flush that stuff yeah. out of them. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. So through <clears throat> your journey and where God was kind of like leading you along, was there a pivotal point or in your story did it kind of, happened gradually to where you started to feel God's presence or was there like a like I said like a an, moment an aha moment or or what was that for you um I think it was pretty gradual mm -hmm. it was one of those like oh oh my goodness like this is a great feeling and then look at the things he's doing in my life and everything just started getting brighter and brighter. The more that mm -hmm. I would go, the deeper that I would dive in mm. to the word. Um, and you had a network of people around you? I had a couple of people. Yeah. And they, they're all on their own, own path. Some yeah. got off the path, sure. some came back on the path, you know? Yeah. Um, I've learned to get rid of the people that aren't good for me that's right mm -hmm. and surround myself with people oh. um if and they that's go to my so church important. or different church yeah i i think so too i think so so much and it, it's crazy too the more that i speak up about it like my journey through christ and with christ of how many people do believe Mm -hmm. but they don't talk about it. Mm. I think that's a problem. That yes. is a problem. I think that's a big problem. Yeah, absolutely. Uh -huh. <laughs> absolutely. So. so I just want to point out, because I think a lot of people are looking for this aha moment. This is when Christ touched me, but mm -hmm. it's different for everyone. It and is. So with you, you were seeking the Lord, and you found him mm -hmm. in all these little places to where it became bigger and bigger, more often, more often, more often. And Lord, and the Lord just showed himself yeah. faithful to you as you kept walking through that, don't you think? Um, this, is, this is pretty funny um, that you bring that up is today at church before coming here. Pastor Eric was talking about how we don't personally seek the Lord. We seek other things. Mm 
Yeah. But the Lord is seeking us at all times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So while we are trying to find hope or happiness or love, the Lord is coming to us mm-hmm. and showing himself to us. And we might think hope, love, or happiness is something totally different, but yeah, it's it's the Lord. The yeah. Lord is yeah. that hope, love, and happiness that yes. we are wanting. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we don't get <clears throat> it right then and there, right? Right. Right. So I, I don't know if I was truly seeking the Lord at the time. Mm-hmm. I think I was just wanting those things. Mm-hmm. And he was like, hey. I'm here. I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of I have it all for you. Oh. So. But what changed <clears throat> that for you is that you started implementing things mm-hmm. of the Lord. Like you were reading the U version. You were reading scripture. Yeah. You were going back to church because he's not going to force his way in right but you even just doing those little bitty steps mm-hmm. he was faithful like yeah to sh- give you glimpses of hope right glimpses of happiness and probably just enough just enough for what you needed right then and there he wasn't just gonna dump the whole you know the whole lot of right. faithfulness on you and and explanation or love or he wasn't going to just flood you with all of that but as you were doing something Mm -hmm. I could totally see how the Lord was right there doing that alongside with you you may not have realized it Mm -hmm. but he was he was there yeah Mm -hmm. yeah for sure yeah so what has Christ done for you now what does life look like now what's your your purpose and plan now in life yeah that's Um, what I want to know (laughs) um so my purpose and plan as of right now and it could always change sure you know um my plan is to get the nonprofit that I have off the ground what's that called so it's arrow of hope Mm -hmm. which is named after easton so easton was named after um easton aluminum arrows he used to shoot archery with his dad so i was like arrow of hope that's beautiful yeah that's Um, a wonderful name yeah so um what i'm doing what i want to do with that is to create a program so people who are struggling with anything really and that can't afford to go to therapy or counseling could mm-hmm. have that financial um, relief mm-hmm. through our nonprofit um, I want it to grow bigger than that but we're, we're gonna stay small for a little bit yeah um, I actually been praying for a good verse for the for the nonprofit yes. and today on my U verse mm. It popped up. Mm-hmm. I read it. You read it. Mm-hmm. I was like, "This is this Very is beautiful." Yep. Read it to us. So it's um, it's he heals the brokenhearted, and bandages their wounds. Oh, and that's yeah. Psalms 147 verse yeah. three. Yeah, that's so good. Perfect. I thought I thought that was amazing, and I shared it with my mom, <laughs> and I was like, "Mom, <laughs> listen to this. I think it's great." It is. Um, <clears throat> is perfect it is perfect and 
I don't think she's really told me that she's proud of me many times in my life, but in that moment she looked at me and she was like, I am so proud of you and everything that you were doing. And I just smiled and I was like, thank you. (laughs) And packed my stuff up and went to church. (laughs) That's great. Wow. Yeah. So I love that I I <clears throat> love that the Lord gave her that scripture today. Uh-huh. I love right. this. Right. I think it was meant to ha- like all of this yeah. yes. was meant to happen today. Cuz I even sat down on Friday wow. and I looked in the back of my my Bible and they give you like little um like little sections of like these are verses of hope. Yeah. Love, marriage, sure. Depression. I don't yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why is that in there? (laughs) Yeah. Um, And and I looked. I'm like, I can't find anything. Like, nothing's sticking. Yeah. So then I opened it up today, and I was like, What was that psalm again? Uh, 147. Look at that. 147. (laughs) Verse 3. Wow, the time is 147. The time is 147. The Lord is here. Wow, I love that. That that's wild. <laughs> that is. You need to take a screenshot. Yeah. Take a screenshot. Wow. So yeah, that's journal that. That's what we counselors say. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Journal, journal it. it. Journal yeah. what the Lord did today. I think that's wow. <laughs> that's amazing. Look at this. <laughs> yes. So tell us the website for your nonprofit because anyone can just <clears throat> donate, right? Yeah. So anyone can donate, and we have events on different events that are gonna tell us real quick happening. about how this event started and what you did the first year. Oh, I think it's yes. amazing. Oh well, first let me tell the the website before yeah. I forget. So mm-hmm. the website is arrowofhopenonprofit.com. Um, so how this event started is Easton and I were planning our wedding and it was two months away from the time that he passed away and I didn't want to be alone mm-hmm. on my wedding day like I was already in a dark a dark place um, that I just didn't think that it would be a good idea for me to be yeah. alone personally um, so I looked up um, different like suicide walks Mm. like suicide awareness walks uh, like different things that were going on in the community and with COVID going on they wanted you with the suicide awareness walk to walk around like your local park or like your neighborhood they didn't want to gather together because of COVID yeah um one of Easton's uncle kind of talked to me about like maybe we should have like a golf tournament like in Mm. honor of him Mm. every year and that like came back into my head I was like that's perfect yeah so at this time we're maybe like three weeks out from the wedding date and I messaged a lady that I used to babysit who works at a golf course and I was like what's the chances yeah and she's like it's that date's open if you want it I was like let's do it and Mm. I texted all my family I said I'm doing this Mm. and everyone that was planning to go to the wedding showed up Mm. people in the community I didn't even know showed up really yeah wow that gives me chills yeah that's awesome yeah so So every Every last Sunday of September is mm. when we have the golf tournament. And what, uh, tell yes. everyone about this year's. Um, so this There's year's. spots available? Oh, yeah. Okay, you oh. guys. Listen <laughs> up. That's Listen right. Up. 
So this year it's September 25th. It's at Woods Fort in Troy. I think I have like 16 team spots available and that can be a four a four man scramble or a two man scramble, whichever mm -hmm. one. Mm -hmm. So it's I mean it's an all day event. Yeah. Um, we have lunch, we have dinner. It, it's fun. It's fun so did time. you get people to help you do to put all that together that the first one that you had? So or? the first one, I thought it was just going to be me yeah. putting everything together. But everyone else, my aunts, my uncles, his side of the family just kind of came together and got everything. Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, my goodness. Wow. Like, this, this is, is happening. Great. Yeah. <laughs> oh. This is great. And I think what amazed me the most was it was people that we didn't even know. Is that right? Have any connections to that showed up. It wow. was the first year was sold out and then people showed up that didn't even sign up to play. Really? And so they had to get like the, the gardening carts. Yeah. <laughs> so that they could play. It, it was a fun time. It was it was really fun. I'm so I'm so glad that we did it. And it just kind of started to to ball up into what it is now. Wow. So awesome. This is awesome, Cindy. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna end with one last question. What does Christ mean to you? Yeah. Oh. That's a big <laughs> one, right? Yeah, I've I've never thought about that. Um I think what Christ means to me is that For one, I'm saved. I'm I'm gonna go to heaven, and I'm gonna make sure that I go to heaven yeah. <laughs> yeah. because I'm I'm gonna fight every chance I get. Um, I think he is hope. Yes, I think he's 100% hope. He is all healing, all forgiving, mm. um, all loving. Yes. Um. I. I think he is the true light. What else? Mm. Just, just pure happiness. Like, yeah. How, how could one be that, that happy for every single person, or that loving for every single mm -hmm. person, no matter what they they've done? Yeah. Right? No matter what they've done or what they've gone through, mm -hmm. he's always there. Even yeah. when we don't feel like he's there, we want to believe that he is, but it's hard in that moment. Yeah. He's still there. Yeah, he's always right beside you no matter what. Yeah. And he'll he'll show his face when you want him there. Yeah. Yes. And I have to believe, Cindy, that he was he was on that ground with you that day. Yeah. Uh when when you found Easton and um He's just never left your side, dear. Yeah. I just don't. Yeah. I think he's always been there. And um, gosh, he's just got so much planned for your life. I yeah. just I just know he does. Yeah. Yes. I can feel it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and that, that's the craziest thing is um, I was telling Naomi in our counseling session this week that I think I found the true Maybe not the true reason, but the reason for me of mm. why Easton had to had to leave. What was that? Um, so as I as I said before, is I wasn't always 
fully into my walk. Mm-hmm. Like I, I believed. Sure. That's great. But East, Easton was. Easton was full force into it. Mm. And I think him passing was one of the biggest things in my life that had to be changed to hit me in the face to be like, you need me. Yeah. Like, you can't go through life without me Mm. Um, because did you and I think this is so interesting I could totally see how God has put all this together even in tragedy and I so believe that that true that what you just said why he had to pass um, I believe that to be true as well and I think Naomi and I we talked about this yeah Um, but um there was something else I was going to say about that. Um and I just lost my train of thought. This might be it cuz we think alike. Yes. You say it's it was your reason why. Mm. But think about how many people are going to be saved through your nonprofit. Yeah. Right. Oh my goodness. See that's how God works. Oh here's here's what I was going to say is did you say that Easton passed away around Easter? Um, he passed away on July 25th. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I gotcha. That my, me going to church, starting to go to church, was around Easter of this year. Mm-hmm. So Easter of 2022. 2022? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Look wow. how much he's done in your short period. I know. Of what, like that's, six months or something like so that. That is so awesome. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And then just look Wonderful. at this too, Cindy, um, of what you're showing your son, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and how you're going to raise him up. And um, yeah, what a wonderful, yeah. what a, it's a tragic testimony, but it is such a wonderful, awesome testimony of what God has, has and is doing in your life ever since then. Yeah. You know. Easton will always be remembered, Cindy, yes. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know I will remember him. Yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. And I'll remember that time that we had um, doing the premarital. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I'm so happy for you. Yes. For sure. Yep. Keep your fire on the Lord. Yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Okay. (laughs) Yes. All right. What's the website again? Um, It's arrowofhopenonprofit.com. Okay. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Cindy. All right. All righty. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining Dr. Kim and Naomi on Uncomplicated Truth Talk. We hope you have enjoyed this episode. For any comments or questions, please feel free to contact them at askthecounselors at gmail.com. Until next time, this is Uncomplicated Truth Talk.